0: Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast.
1: Well, the president came out today and read something on a teleprompter. And that teleprompter said, yes... We are cutting off Russia's gasoline, so get ready to pay even more. Get ready to pay even more at the pump, because we're not gonna we're not gonna turn on our own spigot. No 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 no. We're just gonna cut off Russia's fuel. Putin's not gonna like that, of course. But hey, listen, it only cost me four dollars and twenty-five cents a gallon today. That's nothing. We're going to look back on that as the good old days soon enough, if we're not careful. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day today. Thanks for listening. The president spoke earlier today. I'll play you some of the audio from that. This is the president announcing as he reads from a teleprompter and learns for the first time today uh, what his official announcement is going to be. Take a listen.
2: Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in Congress and I believe in the country. Americas have rallied rallied to support their Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. This made — we made this decision in close consultation with our allies and our partners around the world, particularly in Europe. Because a united response to Putin's aggression has been my overriding focus to keep all NATO and all of the EU and our allies totally united. We're moving forward with this ban, understanding that many of our European allies and partners may not be in a position to join us.
1: Now, by the way, whether they join us or not, Putin is going to interpret this as an act of war. And the president's acknowledging this is the main lifeblood of their economy and we're targeting it. So I want you to think about this from the perspective of Are you okay with this as an American, knowing that the president just essentially declared economic war on Russia today? Congress did not vote on this. Now, I've been very clear in explaining that Article 1 of the Constitution of the United States requires Congress shall make war, not the president. There's no vote today to do this. This is the president making this action all on his own. Now, he may have bipartisan support and it may pass the Congress. But from Putin's perspective, what the president's doing is an act of war. So my question is, why is the president not calling on Congress to authorize this? Why is he going it alone? And the problem is, of course, is we have elevated the chief executive to become the most powerful person in the history of the world, so we don't even question the fact that he gets to make all these decisions on his own. Whether or not Europe Europe joins in or not, from Vladimir Putin's perspective, the United States of America is waging economic war in his country. We don't have an authorization to do so. And look, I'm not siding with Putin because I know there's a lot of people out there that interpret anything uh, in in any way, shape, or form that says follow the Constitution as being an apologist for Putin. I'm not. I hope the guy loses. I hope Ukraine triumphs. I think Zelensky's doing a great job of pushing back on this madman. But at the same time, if the United States is going to wage war, we have a process in the Constitution to do so. And what I'm saying is the President of the United States needs to follow that because there's lots of different ways to wage war. You can certainly use bullets, you can also use money, and you can also use cyber warfare, and all of that may be coming. New York City right now is under, a, uh, I guess, a code red for a potential risk of a cyber attack. And everything that the president is saying right now, everything the president is saying today, is a reminder that you are about to pay a whole lot more. $4.25 a gallon. And actually, when I filled up, it was $4.15, and I went to a doctor's appointment. I came back at same gas station, 425. And that's when my wife went there and she paid 425 a gallon. And I'm worried that we're going to look back on that and be like, oh, remember the good old days and it was 425 a gallon? That's what worries me. And the president is acknowledging, yeah, you know what? You're going to pay more. You're going to pay more in all this. American families are going to pay more. Oh, well. Oh, well. You're, going to, you're just going to have to suck it up. Or go buy an electric vehicle if you can afford one. You know the median price is sixty grand. Just, you know, just plump that down. Well, you, well you, you're burning the money at home, right? You got plenty to spare.
2: The decision today is not without cost here at home. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up seventy-five cents, and with this action, it's going to go up further.
1: If only we have the means in America to drill. If only we have the means in America right now to just turn the spigot on. But he's not being honest, of course, because his administration has put a moratorium on new drilling and a moratorium on natural gas. They don't act like that is the case, but it is the case. And they don't tell you that because they're fighting in court with energy companies to figure out what kind of a vig the energy companies are going to have to pay for climate change. The truth of the matter is, is it's very obvious now the world needs fossil fuels, If it didn't, this would be no big deal. This would be a blip on the radar. But the truth is, the world does need fossil fuels, whether we like it or not. And so that's why the world market today is responding in such a way. And you are going to pay more, as the president's acknowledging.
2: I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. In coordination with our partners, we've already announced that we're releasing 60 million barrels of oil from our joint oil reserves.
1: That'll get us for about three days. That covers about three days of oil usage in the United States of America. Three days. That's how reliant we are on fossil fuels. Again, you don't have to like that. You, you could be all about transitioning to green energy. But you also have to embrace reality. And reality is we are a long way towards a quote-unquote green economy. To, 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 being sustained, to having green energy be sustainable to power the world, we are a long way from that. And I don't think anybody's opposed to the idea of using all kinds of different alternative forms of energy. But the problem is that the left is always against oil and natural gas. Well, guys like Putin are not. China's not. North Korea's not. Iran's not. Saudi Arabia's not. Venezuela's not. We're going to be buying oil from all these countries around the world right now. We, the United States of America. We're we're down in Venezuela negotiating with them to buy their oil. We were the world's largest exporter at one point. But because the left has adopted green energy as their as their guiding principle with everything, and they refuse to accept reality, they are going to pay a price at the polls in November. Don't doubt me on this; they are. They're going to pay a huge price for this.
2: Half of that thirty billion billion, excuse me, is coming from the United States, and we're taking steps to ensure the reliable supply of global energy. We're also going to keep working with every tool at our disposal to protect American families and businesses. But let me, let me say this to the oil and gas companies and to the finance firms that back them. We understand Putin's war against the people of Ukraine is causing prices to rise. We get that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get it. Let's all, let's blame Putin for all this and and nothing about the United States of America and the fact that we decided that we were going to try to make this transition to green energy. And we refuse to acknowledge that we're not ready for it yet. And he's also going to do something else. He's going, to, he's going to try to intimidate oil companies and say, don't you dare price gouge. N- nobody's price gouging. No, nobody's price gouging out there. These gas stations, they're going to compete with each other. But you would, I mean, if I owned a gas station, I'd love to be able to undercut my competitors. It's simple economics. Everybody understands that. But here's CNN's economic, uh, a CNN economic contributor. Probably never be invited back on CNN ever again. Who says today and acknowledges the quiet part out loud, which is that th- this this problem of the United States and 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 our inability to prepare for a moment like this has been a long time coming. Here,
2: is it clear what all of this is going? To is it
1: clear what all of this is going to mean? It's going to mean higher prices, particularly for the consumers in those markets, right? Demand is really high right now. Supply has not been keeping up even before uh, the conflict in Ukraine, the Russian invasion. If we are now constraining supply even more, that's going to drive prices up. Catherine Rample, CNN economics and political contributor. Even before supply has not been keeping up. Ooh. Catherine, you guess, you guess what? You just never want to get invited back? Is that what it comes down to? There you go. I mean, that's the situation. That's what we're dealing with right now. And good for her for saying it. Good for her for being honest about it. I mean, nobody should be surprised by this at this point. But that's what the reality is. Uh, a reporter asked Biden today. Um, let me t- play this for you right here.
2: to go up? <laughs> Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible.
1: Russia's responsible. See that? So so even though what Catherine Rample said is that even up till now, supply has not been keeping up. Just, you know, Russia's responsible. So that's the way it goes. That's a lie. And we're at this point now, too, where what what the left is doing is they're so all in on fossil fuels and their hatred for them. Is they they keep saying we have to get to zero fossil fuel use. Now that's like zero COVID. It's impossible. It's an impossibility. It's something that is just not practical. It's never going to be practical. Never. But that's where they want to get to. Much like zero COVID... Zero fossil fuel use.
2: The only viable path to energy independence for the American economy is to reduce the energy intensity of our economy overall. Uh, and ultimately
1: to reduce it to zero and get ourselves to a position where we're no longer reliant on fossil fuels. That's a long term project. Uh, but what we're seeing today um, and the geopolitics and the economic pain should only reinforce uh, our efforts to try to move there more quickly. That's Brian Dee's uh, but an economic advisor brian dees so hard for me to say that dees without saying you know i'm trying to be i'm trying to be uh mature uh so so again and saki to acting president jen saki today uh also blaming putin as well
3: americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of president putin this is a putin uh spike at the gas pump
1: That's a lie. Gas prices rose $1.14 from Biden's inauguration to the day that Putin invaded. $1.14. All right? That's the reality. That's the truth. How do Americans feel about this? How do the average Americans feel? Well, the Today Show, look into that a little bit this morning. This morning, gas prices soaring to the highest
0: average ever recorded, $4.17 a gallon.
3: I just filled up right now, and it cost me $50 versus normally it's costing me 30
0: Up $0.10 cents in just one day and $0.55 cents since last week, eclipsing the previous record of four ten a gallon set 14 years ago. I haven't seen prices to this increased level. Though gas prices were already climbing before the war in Ukraine, they're now spiking because of worries about global oil supplies. Russia, whose economy is heavily dependent on energy exports, accounts for about a tenth of the available oil in the market. That price surge causing worries on Wall Street. The S&P 500 shed 3% Monday, its sharpest daily drop since October 2020. Investors, in part spooked by Capitol Hill lawmakers preparing to ban all Russian energy imports. I think it's important to um, to take this step. And when stocks drop and gas prices rise, everybody feels the pinch. As the price of oil and gas going up has an inflationary impact unlike anything else in the American economy. Even affecting travel with spring and summer vacations around the corner. Airfares are way up with demand soaring as jet fuel costs get can- continue to rise and the prices hitting businesses already hurting from record inflation. When you talk about the food truck industry, food and gasoline, is that a double whammy? 100% is. Everything is going crazy high right now. This as the rise in gas could just be getting started.
1: Yeah, as it's just getting started and it is getting started. And I have a lot of questions. You have questions. I've got a lot of questions for the president of the United States. Did the president take any today after he came out and he read something on a teleprompter? What do you think?
2: When the history of this war is written, Putin's war on Ukraine will have left Russia weaker and the rest of the world stronger. And God bless all those heroes in Ukraine. And now I'm off to Texas. Thank you very, very much. I know there's a lot of questions. I know know there's a lot of questions. But there's a lot more that has to be made clear, and I'm going to hold on that until we get more information. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: I know there's a lot of questions. I, I'm not going to answer any of them, though. I'm just going to read and, uh, and leave. I read something on Teleprompter, find out what I just said, and then I'm going to walk out. All right? There you go. Even Good Morning America getting in on the action today and pointing out how Americans should brace for significant impact on airfare. This morning, as oil and gas prices spike, concerns the cost of travel could climb right as families book their spring break and summer vacations.
0: The high price of oil will eventually get passed on to consumers in the form of higher ticket prices. It's very possible that summer flights will start to see a significant impact from the price of oil.
1: The cost of oil climbing past $120 a barrel, that's higher than it's been in well over a decade. And now concerns it could go as high as $170 a barrel by the end of the week as global tensions rise. There you go. $170 a barrel by the end of the week. Good times. Here's a Pennsylvania pizzeria owner talking about how expensive everything is.
2: Barris Budak, owner of Pizza Parma on Liberty Avenue in downtown, says the price of gas has affected all aspects of his business. He says it's more expensive to make pizzas and then deliver them. Just like Cohen, he isn't ready to raise prices just yet. He says although customers probably would expect it, he's going to wait and see how much the gas prices go up.
1: I mean, customers are understanding the situation. It's not just pizzas or, you know, anything. It's just everything is so expensive right now. Everything is going up. And I feel like um, people are getting used to this somehow. I, it's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there you go. I mean, I, you feel bad for these small business people, don't you? Don't you feel bad for them? I do, because I really believe that they are the people um, who are feeling this the most and customers are so angry that people are just angry right now and they're directing it all at them. And it really is. It's such a it's such a damn shame. My heart breaks for them.
0: Let's cut through the B.S. This is the Rich Zeoli podcast.
1: Are you wondering to yourself about the don't say gay bill? You've heard a lot about that, right? Don't say gay. Don't say the word gay. Uh, This morning on the show, we played the montage of Democrats who came out and just literally said the word gay over and over and over again, just said the word gay. Uh, This has been so, once again, distorted and manipulated by the media, and they hate Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, of course, has got an incredible future ahead of him. I think he's fantastic. I think Ron DeSantis can go as far as he wants to. I really do. And uh Ron DeSantis addressed the lies that are being told about the so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill today. Take a listen.
0: Asking about rights and education, what critics called the "Don't Say Gay" bill, is on the
1: Senate. Board. Does it say that in the bill? No, the support... Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking. I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because I'm you are pushing about... false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say.
0: It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. I... For who?
1: For, for for grades pre K through three, so five year olds, six year olds, seven year olds, and um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives, and so we disabuse <laughs> you of those narratives
0: we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected
2: into their school curriculum.
1: Bravo. As a parent who has a first grader and a a kindergartner, bravo, Governor DeSantis, bravo. Nowhere in the bill does it say you can't say the word gay. Again, this is a lie. The media is telling you a lie. And they love to do that because they love to destroy people like DeSantis. It doesn't say that. It says we're not going to indoctrinate kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third graders with this nonsense on sex education and everything else. But, But here's the thing, though. You have to realize why the left is really angry. They want them indoctrinated with this as early as kindergarten, probably even earlier. They do. They want them learning all about it. They want kindergarten books on their trans friends and how Johnny is Susie and Susie really is Johnny and you know and and how Johnny loves Johnny and they want all of that in kindergarten books. And as parents, we don't want our kids dealing with that in kindergarten and first grade and second grade and third grade. We don't. That's the reality. Nobody does. An extreme fringe group of people think that it's appropriate for kids that age to be learning this stuff and to be indoctrinated. But this is the problem is that the left wants them indoctrinated. And when a guy like DeSantis calls them out and calls out their lies, the media gets so frustrated by it. They can't take the fact that this guy pushes back and that's why they hate him even more. They do. They hate him even more. Unlike Joe Biden, he takes questions though. They just don't like his answers. They just don't like his answers. That's what this is about. They don't like his answers. And I'm glad. I'm glad that a guy like him is pushing back. And I hope he runs for president. If Donald Trump doesn't run for president, Ron DeSantis is going to run for president. I mean, look, there's very talented Republicans out there. I think he's one of them, and I hope he runs. Because he's a smart guy with a great future ahead of him. But they're going to try to do everything they possibly can to stop him now. To stop him now from ever becoming president by making sure he doesn't get reelected. And, and, and here's the Democrats in Florida, the childish, how childish they are. And they push the lie about this bill that is being completely distorted. This is the little video they put out where all they do is just say the word gay.
2: Don't say it.
1: Don't say it. Gay. I said it. Gay. 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 Gay.
3: gay. I'm going to say it.
1: Gay. What do we know about Marlon Bumbo?
3: That he's gay.
1: Gay. Gay. I I can't even keep listening to this. It's another minute of this, of just saying one word. Actually, I think they throw the word trans in there as well. And it's a lie. It's a complete lie. They are lying about what this bill says. They're lying about it. And they hate DeSantis for pushing back on them. They hate DeSantis for telling the truth. That's what this comes down to. But this is what the media does. They they spin and they lie and they're complicit in this all the time. Here's CBS News special report covering for Joe Biden, making it very clear that Biden's policies have nothing to do with rising gas prices. This is Weijia Zhang talking to uh, a renowned Democrat operative and supporter and best buddy of so many Democrats, Gail King take a listen.
3: All of this together is going to impact uh, what people see every day. And that is why the president briefly mentioned that he is working to secure the global supply, Gale. That's going to be another huge part of this because of the doors that he is knocking on. You have Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia. Those are not actors that the U.S. wants to make deals with. But Gail, when you're talking about the, the pain that people might feel here at home, that's who the White House right now is consulting with. With to make up the difference now that they have announced this ban on Russian oil. Gail? Yeah, that, that raises a whole nother set of questions, too. He also made it clear, Weijia, that his policies, the Biden administration policies, are not hurting oil production in this country. He wanted to make that clear, too. Right, because that's what Republicans have been saying um, uh, very forcefully wondering why we can't just ramp up oil production here. Well, the the president just said that oil companies have the option to do that right now, um, but they aren't taking it. We did talk to a commodities uh, expert, a strategist who said that's exactly right. But there's a lot of concern uh, from those oil companies because investors are very hesitant um, to have more uh, production ramp up, especially if it could be tied um, to anything having to do with with the war going on right now and so another point gail is it couldn't happen overnight right i mean when you're talking about the need for supply right now you can't make that happen uh, right away and uh, unfortunately for better or worse where you can go is saudi arabia and again that's why experts lawmakers are all saying this is really a bad situation all around with no good options
1: Yeah, A bad situation all around, but don't worry, Biden's not doing anything wrong here. Even though we're not turning around the spigot and your gas is about to get a whole lot more expensive. Just remember that, okay? (laughs) The way they cover for this guy is absolutely amazing. They cover for this guy so much, it is absolutely amazing to me. But then again, you know what? That's what they do. They don't know how to do anything else, do they? No, they really don't.